Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Let's get into the waiver wire. You know, it's, it's interesting, man, like... Zach Moss, you know, and and Deion Jackson, the situation, you know, if I'm trying to choose between Zach Moss and Deion Jackson, I think it's harder than it looks. You know, yes, Zach Moss got most of the work and Jackson hardly saw the field in the second half, but it it was a game script in which the Colts were just pounding the rock the entire second half, right? Uh, Now, it's a good matchup against LA, so I think both running backs are in play, and if I had to choose one right now, it's probably going to be Moss. Uh, yeah. And that's because of the usage that we saw this past week. But at the same time, like I wouldn't be surprised if Deion Jackson played a bigger role than he played against Minnesota, especially if the Chargers go up in that game. All right, I have yeah. Jackson down at number four on this list, but I think both running backs are the priority running back ads this week. You know, I probably have both ranked outside the top twenty-four this week uh, in my ranking since I'm you know projecting some sort of timeshare between the yeah. two guys and it's going to be an ambiguous timeshare at that. But I do think both guys have some upside uh, in this particular matchup. I think that's 100% fair. You know, against the Chargers, they've been pretty bad against the run. I'm not sure how much I trust them, though, like you said. The whole reason I think I agree with you, Zach Moss, would be the pickup over Deion Jackson is because of that workload that we saw. But also with Deion Jackson, when he's come in and he's filled in for Jonathan Taylor, you know, pre-Zach Moss, you know, he did a little disappearing act sometimes. You know, he wasn't always fully involved in the offense. It seems like they're willing to feature Zach Moss as an early down back, you know, with Jonathan Taylor out at this point. And that's really all you can ask for in this offense. He had those 24 carries, like you said, uh, against the Vikings last week. I can't believe they just – they literally committed to the run. They didn't throw hardly at all in the second half. So I wouldn't expect a heavy workload like that maybe um, this next week. But I think you'll have enough touches to be at least fantasy relevant. He's not going to replace Jonathan Taylor on his own, um, but I think Zach Moss has a higher chance, you know, produce on a more consistent basis than Deion Jackson. I think De- Deion Jackson might be a bit re- reliant <laughs> uh, on catching catching some passes out of the backfield, uh, where Zach Moss is going to be more consistent for you on a week-to-week basis. Yeah, I can see that. Um, and I think when they get near the goal line, Zach Moss will probably, you know, get, get that work. Um, yeah. You know, so it, it's close. I mean, I, if I had to tell you who the better player is, is Deion Jackson. Like Zach Moss did not look good last week at all. Um, And, you know, it's part of the reason why they lost the game. I feel like if they gave the ball to Deion Jackson, at least he has a chance of, you know, making some plays. 
Um, and, you know, we haven't seen Zach Moss make a play in the NFL yet since he, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> since he joined, <laughs> even though I did like him coming in to the NFL. But, you know, he hasn't proved that at all at the NFL level. Right. Uh, I have DJ Shark at number two. You know, he, I didn't love Shark this past week, you know, for good reason. Uh, but I'll be back in this week against Carolina. You know, coming into week 15, uh, Carolina was giving up the fourth most fantasy points to perimeter wide receivers over the last eight weeks. So if Shark is available, I look for him to potentially have, you know, close to those, you know, two 100 yard, close to 100 yard games that he's had uh, in the two weeks prior to the Jets game. Yeah, you have to feel like he's good for a long touchdown and a good matchup pretty much every week. You know, Jared Goff is playing well. And even in a tough matchup against the Jets last week, you know, he he played relatively well. So I was wondering if that might rattle him a little bit, having that tough matchup. It doesn't look like it did. He had a quiet day, but there's no reason to think that he can't get back to doing what he needs to do. I, I like Jared Goff definitely this week. He hasn't turned the ball over, I think, in six weeks, which is wow. really good news, you know, for the Lions and the, the offense as a whole. These receivers, they've been getting open. They've been doing their thing. The offenses look good. So I, I'm all in, like you said, on DJ Chark. And if he's not on your roster, on anybody's roster, definitely you want to get your hands on him. Um, he shouldn't be sitting on the waiver wire going into this matchup. Now, if I had a flex play this week and I had to choose between Zach Moss and DJ Shark, it would be DJ Shark. Yeah. Uh, if I needed but – but the reason why Zach Moss is at number one is because he's a running back. And mm-hmm. a lot of people had running back troubles, so Zach Moss is at number one. But otherwise, I'm going DJ Shark if I'm choosing between the two guys. Yeah, the positional value tra- rules there. Yeah, exactly. And same thing with Traylon Burks, who I have at number three. If I knew that Burks would be back this week, he'd probably be at number one. But I just yeah. don't know that for sure because, you know, he would be an extreme outlier if he didn't play this week. Right? Guys don't miss three games after a concussion. Right. But he didn't even get a limited practice in last week. And, you know, fo- by, by the way, football week starts earlier with so many games on Saturday with Christmas yeah. being on Sunday. So first practice of the week for a lot of these teams is going to be on Tuesday, which is today. Okay, so including the Titans, you know, they play on Saturday. So, you know, we should find out about Burks today. My guess he'll have a limited practice in today, but if he's practicing in full somehow, somehow he just projects right to a full practice, he might move, you know, to all the way up. Maybe I'll move him, you know, I I, I still think I might have him behind Shark this week because uh, it's a little bit of a tougher matchup for Traylon Burks, but it's right. not the best matchup against the Texans. But I think Burks is a player who can overcome that. Um, but yeah, I, I think he would be somebody that I might even choose over Zach Moss if I knew that he was going to play this week. I'm in full agreement. You know, Traylon Burks, we saw what he was doing. He had that one long catch for a touchdown against the Eagles before he got that concussion. He's been out since. Yep. But even before and then, tough, he was- and it was a tough matchup too. Yeah, and even before then, he was stringing together good matchups, you know, where he had, he was getting the target share, he was putting up the production, the long touchdowns, the one fumble touchdown from Derrick Henry that kind of, you know, spurred this whole streak on that he was, that he was going on. But um, I, I think in this matchup, you know, this is a Titans offense that is desperately in need of some playmakers at the pass, as a, in, from pass catchers. I mean, Chagosi McConquo has come on a little bit, but Ryan Tannehill threw the ball 22 times last week. Uh, that's not anywhere near enough. It was so one-dimensional with Derrick Henry. He was their leading receiver, I believe. Um, so I, I think that you have to look at Traylon Burks at the situation that he's stepping into. He's going to have some volume right off the get because the way he was being used heading in to the games before he was injured, you know, it, it looked really good. He was starting to come on, and we know the type of talent that he is. Uh, I like Traylon Burks if he comes back this week. I think that he should definitely be top priority if we know he's going to play. That's just been the problem already through his short career. He hasn't been on the field. 
So we'll see if he can, you know, clean up those injury issues. That's obviously something that's kind of out of his control, but we hope that we can see him stay healthy for this championship stretch. He could be a value and a really nice flex play the rest of the way. Who would you rather play, Shark or Draylon Burks, if both of them played this week? <sighs> that's really tough. I like I, I think I like DJ Chark just this week. There's a chance Traylon Burks. I don't think he's going to be limited or anything, but this, I, I think DJ Chark has a better offense that he's working in. He has a right. little bit more competition at receiver, obviously, with Amon Ross St. Brown. Traylon Burks has Trevozzi mm-hmm. McConquo at this point. That's really it. Um, so I, I think that DJ Chark, even though he has a little bit more competition, I like his upside more. He can take the top off of defense. And with the way Jared Goff is playing too, you know, I, I think it's just a better matchup for him overall. Yep. Yeah, I feel you on that. Uh, we talked about Deion Jackson. I have him at number four here. Uh, Marquis Goodwin at five. Uh, Tyler Lockett most likely missing this week and possibly the following week as well with that broken finger. And we've seen you know Goodwin pop off at times, right? So the Seahawks have the Chiefs this week. So it's a matchup where Goodwin can do something if you need a flex option uh, or if you need some upside. Right, and you have to figure with Tyler Lockett out that you know Marquis Goodwin will get a little bit more run this week. Um, uh, I think that you look at the way he's produced, even with Tyler Lockett, he's been like a spot performer. You know, he's, he catches yeah. a touchdown here or there. And he was really the thorn in the side of DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett owners. I, I don't see, I, I think it wouldn't be too crazy to see him kind of step in to a heavier, you know, workload, just like Tyler Lockett had. Um, because they were being used, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, interchangeably, essentially. And that's why we've had him ranked next to each other for the past like four weeks. I think Marquise Goodwin can step right into that because he's actually demonstrated some pretty good chemistry with Geno Smith. Um, I like the matchup a lot more this week, too. You know, obviously, San Francisco was tough last week, but Kansas City should be a good one. So I think that you can start him as a flex. And I wouldn't, you know, sweat it too much at all. I think this is a really good pickup. He should be available on a lot of wires because up until now, it was just a two-headed attack between DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Yeah, um, and I have Elijah Moore at six. Uh, I think he's a solid option uh, this week against the Jaguars. You know, another good matchup out of the slot for him. Uh, Zach Wilson did throw for more than 300 yards against the Lions last week. You know, coming into last week, the Jaguars were giving up the second most fantasy points to slot wide receivers over the previous eight weeks. So I think solid flex play. Um, with him being a full-time player again. I, I preferred in PPR leagues, you know, yeah. who knows if he scores or not. Um, but, you know, I think now that he's a full-time player, PPR flex play, solid pickup if he's available. That's the biggest thing for me, like we said. This whole, you know, full-time player thing actually sticking around for a few weeks, that's good news for Elijah Moore. And that could kind of put him right up there, like you said, with most of the Jets receivers not named you know, Garrett Wilson. Obviously, he has the upside, but I think Elijah Moore, he could come on there was a little bit more chem- chemistry between Elijah Moore and Zach Wilson than we'd seen in previous weeks. I think that we can trust him a little bit more. He could pick him up. He's on the wire. I don't like him as much as the other receivers. Obviously, at the top of this list, DJ Chark, Traylon Burks, Marquise Goodwin, but he can get it done. There's a chance he might be picked up already. He had a couple of good weeks. And Mike White should be back after this week, right? So for the second round I hope so. of the playoffs, for the second round of the championship, because assuming it's a two-week championship, right? I think that you should be good. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you know, the Jets have Seattle in week 17. The perimeters, the perimeter against Seattle is tough, right? They have, they, they've been defending perimeter wide receivers very tough, but the slot has been vulnerable. So Elijah Moore, again, can potentially be a flex option in week 17 for your championship, you know, if you're desperate, obviously. Right. Um, you know, I got Tyler Algier at seven. Uh, he got volume. He produced, you know, just keep in mind that his role didn't really change. You know, yeah. There's still a 50-50 split between him and Cordell Patterson. There just happened to be you know, more overall volume available for the running backs this past week. And yeah. you know, this game did show us that the volume can be there. So that's good. 
Um, that's why that's why he's a solid pickup. Uh, the game scripts the next two weeks against Baltimore and Arizona can be favorable for the Falcons. Yeah. Like at least at least have them you know as neutral game scripts. So he's a decent flex play uh, the rest of the way. I'm kind of intrigued by Tyler Algier. You know, it's worth noting that in Desmond Ritter's first start that he saw season high in carries and rushing yards, and he had his best performance of the season. Uh, that was with the Falcons being down at one point in the game, too, at 14 nothing. So I kind of think that this workload could kind of increase or just, you know, stick around at this higher rate that we'd seen and you know, that we haven't seen in the past few weeks. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Falcons, you know, just test the rookies that they have down the stretch. It definitely doesn't mean anything this season long term. So they could just run Tyler Algier and see what he can do. I don't think they're just going to leave Cordero Patterson out. But there's a chance that they just say, all right, let's see what Tyler Algier has to offer for us. You know, if he can build up a little momentum heading into the next season. He's tallied double digit carries in all but three games he's played this season. Um, I don't think there's not much more you can ask for out of a waiver wire pickup. He's been on the wire. He's a pretty good candidate to get double digit carries each week. And that's really all you need from a guy that's on the waiver wire. who just had a week like he did. Yeah, no, I agree. That's a good point. You know, it's possible that the, the overall volume for that entire backfield increases moving forward. And and didn't didn't Caleb Huntley like tear his Achilles or something like yeah, that? Yeah, he's out. Mistaken? Yeah, he did. Right? That, that, yeah, he that, did. That, that that absolutely sucks for yeah. Caleb Huntley. Um, yeah, Achilles injury for Caleb Huntley. So, you know, most likely they also, if I'm not mistaken, they also cut. Uh, who, who was that other running back that they had? I think they still um, have Avery Williams, if that's who you're talking about. Yeah, they about. still have Avery Williams. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So most likely this will just turn into a two-man backfield uh, right. for the most part. So that that kind of increases the floor a little bit more for Tyler Algier moving forward. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I got Juwan Johnson at eight. You know, like I mentioned yesterday, you know, seven touchdowns in his last six games in which he didn't have to leave the game with an injury. Uh, There's no tight end right now in the league who's scoring touchdowns like him. Right. So right. pick him up, start him, you know, even though the matchups don't seem ideal, it's like, you know, he, he's a, he's a tight end one at this point, uh, you yeah. know, low and tight end one, but touchdown dependent, but like, what else do you need from your, from your tight end? Right. Like yeah. it's literally like you're, you're, you're scratching and clawing when it comes to like <laughs> any tight end pass, like the top six or seven. Yeah. Hey, touchdown dependent means a lot more it's a lot more alarming for a running back or receiver than it is a tight end because it's, true. it's also good to know that you know yeah he might be touchdown dependent but you just said seven touchdowns i love last, like how many weeks i is? love like, touchdown I, touchdown dependent tight ends yeah so <laughs> like, that's that's the, it's the funniest thing we're saying at this point but you look back at the healthy games that he's had you know the past five weeks he played four of them obviously against san francisco he he got injured in that game i think but Atlanta, 22 points, and he had 12, 15, 13 the weeks before that. Like, that's consistency that you're not seeing really out of any other tight end besides Travis Kelsey. So at this point, there's no reason not to pick him up uh, as long as the streak. I bet on this streak continuing um, faster than I would bet on a guy like Trey McBride or someone else that you're going to pick up on the waiver wire having a big game. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, Darius Slayton at number nine, he has a good matchup this week against Minnesota. Uh, he does run most of his – he's been running lately. He's been running a lot of his routes on the right side uh, where Patrick Peterson is, and they've been playing a lot better on that right side. The left side 
is really where uh you know the the vulnerability is so you know it's a good matchup on paper you know but i, I think i still think low end wide receiver three uh for darius slayton this week just because he's going up against minnesota yeah, I think that kind of fits. You know, I, I'm not a big fan of Daniel Jones, but this matchup is pretty good. Um, Darius Slayton, he's kind of been, like we said, the de facto number one, but the passing work hasn't been all too reliable. We saw Saquon Barkley kind of come back and do his thing last week. I wouldn't be surprised to see that continue this week. They don't have to lean on Daniel Jones, and they actually have a leg up now on Washington, you know, for the playoffs. I think that they might have something to play for. They'll be in a good game script for Darius Slayton. You could pick him up. I think I wouldn't trust him as much as the guys like we said we mentioned before, but he's been a solid floor player for, player for you the past few weeks, and he'll continue to do that. I don't see that stopping against Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And and Jahan Dotson, you know, I think he probably has more upside uh, than Darius Slayton. You know, he moved oh, yeah. around. You know, Dotson moved around a little bit uh, this past week against the Giants, uh, but he ran routes out of the slot and on the right side seventy eight percent of the time. And those two spots are where the 49ers have been vulnerable. So, yeah, like I might be okay starting Dotson this week as a low-end wide receiver three. You know, early on, I'm like looking at this 49ers matchup. I'm like, eh, eh, I'm not sure if I want to. But then looking at it a little bit deeper, I'm like, you know what? Like, Dotson's kind of a good start this week. Yeah, he he's like an under-the-radar start. I wouldn't call him a good start, you know, because it is a 49ers defense that we're talking about. But I think he's an under-the-radar guy, someone that you might call a sleeper. I mean, you had your yeah. sleeper last week. I mean, was it Jahan Dotson? Yeah. So could, yes. he, could he be a sleeper, sleeper for two weeks in a row? We'll have to see. To I, th- I think he can get it done. <laughs> um, you know, Washington's offense, it didn't look very good against the Giants last week, but it's a tough test. I could see him hanging around in this game. This game means a lot for their playoffs, um, the playoff clinching scenarios or whatever you want to call it. Um, I think that Jahan Dotson has a chance to have a good game. I'm not sure Terry McLaurin has a good game. I don't like Curtis Samuel. Obviously, you haven't really been starting Curtis Samuel this year. Um, but Jahan Dotson, since he's come back, like you said, and he's back fully from that injury, he, he's been producing. He's been able to get it done for you. And granted, that's been two games against the Giants, but it looks like he's kind of here to stay. Where I was writing him off a little bit, so <laughs> I'll give you your props on that one. You had this, you had this one called uh, about two weeks ago. The the 49ers have given up the eighth most receiving yards to wide receivers uh, over the past four weeks. So something to keep an eye on there, right? Like their defense is good, good pass rush. Good uh, rushing defense, but when it comes to the secondary, a little bit spotty, a little bit spotty yeah. there, especially when it comes to wide receivers. I just wonder how Heineke's going to fare. I mean, the, yeah, I'm assuming Agreed. they're starting him, right? I think there's a chance if he has a tough go of it, they said they're sticking with Heineke for now. Maybe do we see some Carson Wentz in this game? Maybe it, it's, it's, dude, it, I wouldn't be surprised. I, would I wouldn't not be surprised, be surprised at all. And that wouldn't be necessarily a bad thing, I don't think, either for. Uh, Jahan Dotson. I mean, he had four touchdowns in the first few games. He was leading rookie receivers in touchdown catches with Carson Wentz at the helm, obviously before he was injured. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 